Uh, was I going to change degrees? Was I going to carry on with it and hate my life? And that really got me thinking, how am I ever going to know what I want to do with my life if I don't know who I am? I'm in the big leagues, told don't miss me. Balling like Houston, hey, feeling like Whitney. What is up, you absolute weapons? Welcome to the next episode. This is None of Your Business, a podcast that inspires future generations to build their dreams one day at a time. My name is Calvin Branson, and I'll be sitting down with entrepreneurs from all walks of life to talk about their successes, failures, and how to make an impact. And just a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's episode. Thank you, Eminem Music Academy, for letting us use the studio space. On today's episode, we are joined by the big king himself, Ben Dryden. Ben started his first company at 18 and since then has expanded to run three different companies. We speak about some of the challenges he's faced as a young entrepreneur and his one-month sabbatical in Uganda. So tell us, Paul, what is your business? What do you do today? Thanks so much for having me, Big King. So first and foremost, I'd just like to start us off by saying I'm a car guard. Started a car guarding agency. <laughs> we love <laughs> no, that. No, I'm kidding. So, I mean, which one? There's a couple. Um, Tell us about all of them. We want to know, know everything. Have we got time. We got time. Okay, don't worry about sweetheart. So, basically, started my first company at 18, and that was a corporate branding company. How it all started was my parents were like, listen, you 18, you're going to uni now. We're not going to give you money besides for the essentials. Like, we'll pay for your food. You're staying at home. That's that. So I was like, okay, well, if I want to go out for a drink on Friday, can you give me money? They're like, no. No. If I want to travel, will you give me money? They said, no. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I want to do those things and a couple other things as well. Um, so I'm going to, I need to find a way to make money. So started up a corporate branding company and how that came about was they were like, listen, we want to do a whole bunch of shirts for our company. Can you have a look at getting those done for us? So I was like, cool. And was this for your parents' company? Yeah, this okay. is for my parents. So cool. this is how it started, how the idea came yeah, yeah. about. And I was going to go through a registered reseller. So you can't go directly through a supplier for promotional clothing or whatever it is. You either have to be a registered reseller or go through a middleman. And I got a whole bunch of quotes from middlemen and they were trash. Like they were putting 30 rand, they were putting a markup of 30 rand per product and I mean, then I have to put a markup on that. So technically, I'm putting a double markup on. Yeah, Makes no logical crush, sense. Crushing your margins. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take them out of play. So wrote up a business plan and presented that to um, the wholesaler, the supplier, and became a registered reseller myself. So that was the, the so birth of Aquaco, and that was my branding company, which I started at 18. Oh, yeah. So you're thrown right in the deep end there, yeah. but it, it blessed you in the long run. It had to be done. I mean, i got to get bread at the end of the day. I don't want to be Fact. sitting at home, like, twiddling my thumbs on a Friday night. <laughs> if some girl's like, do you want to go on a date? I'd be like, oh, yeah, but are you big? <laughs> That's just not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first one. And then there have been a couple more recent developments. So I'm starting a clothing line called the Drift Line and been designing those those concepts from, yeah, first year as well. And really struggled to find suppliers, found a really good supply in Cape Town now. So samples on the works and you heard it here first, December, Driftline coming Ooh, to you. I was so, about to ask, when are we dropping? So yeah, December's when you're dropping the December's first line. So yeah, that's the, the one thing or the second thing. And then third thing. Um, Jeepers. How I long mean, is this list? Got to diversify <laughs> your portfolio to maximize returns. That's all it is. We don't hate it. So third one is very exciting. Um, partnered with a friend of mine in New York. And we have started a company called IntelliZ and it's a superior international market intelligence company. So basically focusing on your small to medium enterprises in Europe and the US 
and they're wanting to get global exposure and move into Africa. So it's basically your one-stop global expansion shop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then with Driftline and Aquaco, what were the kind of initial investments on those two? So Aquaco was actually pretty cool. So I'd never had to put any capital up as like a startup capital investment. And that was purely based on the fact that I would invoice my customers and they'd have to pay a 75% deposit on their order. And generally the 75% deposit covered the cost. So the remaining, what's that, 25%, that was all profit for me. So I never had to source capital because the client would have to pay me first before... Yeah, before I like the, that the structure. Went through. Yeah. I like that structure. Okay, so cool. yeah, I I didn't have capital. I was eighteen, just yeah, out of course, school, of had nothing. So that was it was the perfect business plan for me. Okay, so obviously you have an entrepreneurial, you know, spirit. I mean, maybe a little, uh, yeah. just a little bit. With three companies, we don't hate it. But yeah. what would you say is your passion? Is there one of the three that's more your passion than the others, or is there something else you know is your passion, which you may be getting to later in life? What is your What would you say is your passion at the moment? So you know, something that you could see yourself doing for the rest of your mm-hmm. life to be honest with you i just love people i love interacting with people and that's the thing about business business is all about people at the end of the day sure you've got to have a good product and you've got to be able to sell it but you're selling to people you're not selling to a brick wall or a robot and that's the thing i love about business and to be honest i don't know if there's like a set niche that i'm like oh my goodness i need to be involved in this um i'm really interested in merging acquisitions so i think that would kind of be a passion but um, I'm still exploring that that avenue. But all in all, I just love business. I love people and I love the interaction with people. I love the philosophical thinking behind it, the negotiation, the deal making. Yeah, I, that excites me. Maneuvering those relationships and yeah, finessing those situations. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all basically one complex game, if you get me. So the way the way I see it when it comes to dealing with people and like mm-hmm. relationships, it's like it's one big sale. Yeah. Right? Cause you're trying to, you know negotiates a sale with them in terms of Mm -hmm. this or you trying to form a relationship with them and you selling you know your value as a potential partner or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be so how did you link with this friend in new york what's the story there is it someone you knew from south africa or how did you you know how did you form that relationship and that or that business partnership so this is a bit of a crazy story um I really wanted to get involved in the luxury industry and had no idea how to do that. So I was like, what is the best luxury company in the world? My opinion, it's Louis Vuitton okay. all there. So I literally, I went on LinkedIn and I reached out to every single Louis Vuitton employee I possibly could. I specifically targeted their HR and marketing teams. Um, so that was my target market, but every single other Louis Vuitton employee I would go and connect with. And I thought, okay, cool. I've connected with a couple hundred employees. What's the point? Cool. I can have them in my connection bank, but I need to reach out to them. So must have sent about 50 messages, 50, 60 messages to Louis Vuitton employees. And just, it was all basically a generic thing. Just changed the name and said, look, I'm really interested in your industry. I'd love to learn. I'm prepared to work for free. Um, I just love to get exposure. I'm hungry to learn and acquire knowledge. So a few, uh, you're out of the 60, I think five or six replied to me. Crazy though, the first person that replied to me is now the CEO of Tiffany & Co. No How way. insane is that? Insane. And he literally was like, thanks so much for taking the initiative to reach out. I'll send you through to the head of HR in Paris and you can have a Zoom meeting with them. The next day I had a Zoom meeting with the head of HR in Paris. So 
that's did how it worked. Did that somewhere? Or, or um, honestly, yeah, just... we ended up having three or four calls just chatting about opportunities within Louis Vuitton. And this was mid-COVID, so there's no ways I could have traveled around or moved around anywhere. Um, so that didn't lead anywhere. But out of the six people that replied to me, one of them turned out to be my business partner. Okay. So she replied and was like, cool, listen, you can have a look at all our potential opportunities online. But if you want me to go through your CV and we can have a chat, I'm more than happy to do so. So I was like, okay, like, why not? What, what have I got to lose? So yeah. we had a chat, went really well. We got along super well and had another Zoom call the next week, another one the week after. And we just clicked and we had very similar vision in terms of expansion into Africa and all the opportunities and missed opportunities in Africa. So that's how it all started. And yeah, we started chatting about business opportunities and we're like, okay, cool. Why don't we, instead of just chatting about them, provide solutions to them? And yeah, that's how IntelliZ was born. It was basically a solution to to be able to help companies globally expand, expand into Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So you slid into the LinkedIn I DMs. I just slid and, into the DMs and, and that was okay. it. Yeah. So. We love that. What would you say has been one of the biggest challenges that you've faced so far in any of the three companies okay. that you've got going? So I think just in terms of myself as an individual, which obviously relates to my companies, I have so many ideas all the time and I want to do them all but I can't and often that leads me to spread myself too thin so it's basically my mind playing games with me saying oh but you got to do this as well you got to do that as well but I can't do it all you only want so, man, yeah exactly and yeah I run the risk of spreading myself too thin so that's why I'm wanting to focus on these things now I've got too many ideas so that it's kind of it's a good thing and a bad thing in a sense rather um, too many ideas and no ideas yeah at all, that's so, facts yeah. so did you ever so, find it difficult, like these more experienced people that you're working mm -hmm. with, did you ever feel like they they didn't take you seriously? 100%. 100%. That's why I would always try and email or phone the people. I never wanted to meet in person. Because <laughs> when, when, yeah. whenever I'd, I'd pull up there, I'd... At 18, I also wasn't dressing well or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah. I'd pull up there. They see this little 18-year-old kid walk out of his Mazda 3. And they like, <laughs> so okay. are you meeting me on behalf of someone else? Like, yeah, who's yeah, Ben? Your, yeah, I was like, yeah. no, I'm Ben. And they'd be like, uh, okay, alrighty. Yeah. So I just saw the looks on people's faces so many times. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, what is this kid doing? But yeah. it was cool. What would it look like for you to sit back and feel like you've made it? You know, you as Ben Dryden, what would that look like for you? I don't think I'm ever going to sit back and say, look, I've made it. This is me. I've arrived. I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I think it's because I get bored way too easily. I could never retire and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to play golf every day. I love playing golf, but Yo, that sounds I also get bored of golf. So I don't think there's ever going to be a time where I sit back and say, okay, cool. I'm done. Like I have countless dreams. If I had to sit back and relax. I mean, I would be in a castle in the south of France. So <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want some context with me making it, there we go. Okay, so a castle in the south of France. With can the G-Wags though? Okay, a couple G-Wags. Yeah, okay, come so on. You can have, have matching Matching castles. What do you mean matching G-Wags? <laughs> matching castles. Done. Done and done. <laughs> Pleasure doing I business. I the contract now? It's done. finished. None of your business. Let's go. You heard it here first. Um, so, okay, so you have these three companies. What are some of the visions you still have for some of them? So obviously with the drift line, vision you have is to get these, um, the different lines going mm -hmm. in December. Then you said you have a few more coming after that. Yeah. And eventually leading to, you know, some bigger things, websites, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. uh, IntelliZ, still very new. 
So I'm guessing vision would just be, you know, get things going, get a few yeah. clients on board, build up a build client up a base, client base mm-hmm. and take things from there. Do you have some visions for Aquaco? You've had that for a minute. What's, yeah. what's the structure there? Do you have some <laughs> visions for that one? It's not my long-term vision to continue with it. To be honest, it was easy money. Um, and as a student, you love easy money. But it's, yeah, it's not my passion. Um, okay. I don't want to sell corporate clothing and pens and whatever it is for the rest of my life. That's not my passion. So in terms of vision, um, it was an easy student job. And I, to be honest, I'd like to move on to new things. Okay, now. so you're so, somewhat letting that one go. For yeah. Now, like focusing it's, it's, your efforts elsewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. still there, but it's not my main focus at the moment. Like I'll do a deal here and there. And yeah. I mean, that just supplements money. Some, some cash flow, yeah. Yeah, otherwise than that, it's not not my main thing. But I think in terms of vision, I've got some big vision for both IntelliZ and, and the Driftline. I think with the Driftline, my whole thing is I've seen a lot of friends start up clothing companies and they'll sell a few t-shirts here and there. And at the end of the day, you're making a sale. Yeah. I don't want to make a sale. I want to build a brand. And my whole thing is cool. I can make a sale. I can sell 50 to 100 t-shirts to friends and family and to a few odd people here and there, see it on Instagram. But I don't want that. Like, I want to build a brand that people can relate to. I want to build a brand that people can associate themselves to. And and that's also sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Friends and family only take you so far. And would you say you're happy at the moment? Yeah, I'm pretty stoked with where I am at life right now. Got a lot that I still want to accomplish and a lot that I'm not happy about in terms of my accomplishments. But in terms of who I am, I'm really happy. And I had a, I'm not going to lie to you, a few months back, I was not happy at all. I had a whole internal crisis going on. I was like, Do you mind sharing a bit about it? Yeah, sure. So just like your, I don't know what was going on, how you came out of it, because you said it it was a few months back. Mm -hmm. So I just had this whole dilemma going on. What am I doing here? Like, who am I as a person? And my whole thing was, I was going into my final year of uni and I wasn't enjoying what I was studying. And you know, that's a just, tough time to realize you're not enjoying what you're exactly, studying in your that, last year. That's the thing. So I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do in terms of my career. I, was I going to change degrees? Was I going to carry on with it and hate my life? And that really got me thinking, how am I ever going to know what I want to do with my life if I don't know who I am? Yeah, I needed to get out of my comfort zone, which is PE. I grew up there. I went to school there. I went to uni there. And when you're in a comfort zone, you can never grow. Yeah. And I said to my parents one day, I was like, I need to leave. I decided to disappear from society and go live in Uganda for a month. I deleted all forms of social media. I did not know a single person there. Obviously, didn't speak the language. And it was the best experience of my life. I just disappeared from everyone and everything that I knew. And the great thing about it was I got to do so much introspection into who I am and what I actually want to do just because... I took out every single external influence in my life. I didn't have my parents saying, do this. I didn't have my friends saying, do this. I didn't have anyone giving me their opinion. And that was the best thing ever because then I actually got to listen to myself. Because at the end of the day, there's so much white noise and trash that people talk, oh, do this, do that, do that. They don't actually care. They don't actually know who you are. So the best thing is to listen to yourself, not anyone else. And sure, that may be scary, but to be honest, people just think it's so scary because they they scared to actually look within and see what comes out so 
yeah, I did a lot of introspection, thinking about what I want to do, and I figured out, a, like, I figured out my end, my end goal. At the end yeah. of my life, now I wanted, just need to figure out how to get there. And now I need to yeah. figure out the paths. And you said one of your main goals was to figure out who you are. Did you accomplish that, or what was the lesson there? I didn't figure out who I am, but I came to a conclusion about it, and that conclusion is that I'm never going to find out who I am. And the reason that is, well, the reason behind that is, if you think about yourself two years ago, were you a different person? 110%. Think about yourself five years ago, were you a different person? Yeah, fair. 10 years ago, and we can go on. And I look at myself all these all these years ago, achieving these different things in my life, and I'm a different person at every single stage. I'm never going to be one version of myself, like because then I'm not, not growing. Yeah, so in closing the podcast... What is one success nugget, if you will, that you can that you could give our listeners? You know, uh, a piece of gold that a young entrepreneur can poten- potentially hold onto. So I think it's not going to be like a businessy type thing, saying, "Oh, you got to do this" or whatever. It's actually from my grandfather. He told me this. I think I was about eight or nine, and I've never ever forgotten it. And this quote is based on people. In order to be interesting. You have to be interested. And that's that. There we go right there. If you think about it, if I had to come have a conversation with you, okay, I know you've asked the, all the questions now, so it's a bit of a different thing. But if you know, if you show no interest in someone, they're not going to care about you. They're never going to want to chat to you again. Yeah, yeah, of course. Someone's no most ways. engaged when you're asking them exactly. stuff, you questioning them or you mm-hmm. know, showing show interest Show them that you them. care. Show them that you're interested. Yeah, yeah. People want to relate to you. And the way you relate to people is by showing your interest in them yeah that's it so that's my little bit of sprinkling of salt on the top thank you for coming to my ted talk (laughs) (laughs) sure well i appreciate you thank you for coming on the show i'm very excited to see how uh, intelliz does i'm definitely copying some things from the drift line you You know what it is there we go but yeah thanks again boy i appreciate you perfect that's it for this week's episode of none of your business thank you so much for watching and listening you can support the show by following our socials at None of Your Business Pod on Instagram and TikTok and subscribing to our YouTube channel. I appreciate the love and I'll see you guys next week Monday at 5 o'clock South African time.